Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Mega Man 4. Mega Man 4 was developed and published by Capcom in Japan in December of 1991, and then in North America in January of 1992. It was published by Nintendo in PAL Territories one year later, Uh in January of 1993. Classic. And Mega Man 4 sees the return of many familiar staff members, but a few new ones as well. We have uh, Kaije Inafune. He has returned. Sure, yeah. uh, As a designer. He designed some of the newer characters in the game, Dr. Cossack. Right, right. And his daughter. Oh, right. Kalinka. Kalinka, yeah. And um, and this was the first Mega Man game for Hayato Keiji. And he would go on to work a lot in the Mega Man series, even though you don't see his name come up very often. Okay. Uh, he was a designer in Mega Man's 4 through 8, in X, X3, and X4. Okay, okay. And Mega Man Legends 1 through 3. And even Mega Man Battle Network 1 through 4. Wow, okay. So, yeah, he's been around. Yeah, he's got his hands in a lot of Mega Man. Now, in a more controversial move, Hayato was also responsible for the Mega Buster. Oh, right, yeah. Which I think we'll discuss that controversy later. I'm sure, yeah. But one of the more interesting facts about the design of this game is that it is the first one to have all of its robots designed by fans. Oh, right, okay. So all of the enemies were designed by... uh, people that entered a Japanese fan contest where they would submit their own design for a robot master. Yeah, yeah. And they had over 70,000 submissions for this. Jeez Louise. Yes. So, of course, it took them a while to narrow that down. And apparently I read that they were really enamored with Skullman. Like, they were just floored by whoever designed that. (laughs) It's all right, yeah. I think they had already started on some, you know, levels already that were more of just generic types they could slot the boss into. Yeah, yeah. And once they got Skullman, though, they were like, we're starting over. <laughs> we're doing this one from scratch. Bone levels, man. Oh, yeah. And then um, as another fun note, the eight winners received a golden cartridge of Mega Man 4. Oh, wow. So as you can imagine, those are highly sought after since there are only eight of them in existence. I bet. Jeez. I bet that's one expensive item. Yeah, it's even more rare than that uh, NES stadium. Stadium events. Event. Yeah. Ugh. Now, in Mega Man 4, we also have a new music composer, and that would be uh, Yasuaki Fujita. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, previous composer really handled more sound effects and design this time. Okay, okay. And she jumped on board. She also did uh, Tailspin, Breath of Fire, and DuckTales 2. Okay. So not bad, not bad all around. Right, right. And while this game was critically acclaimed at the time, I feel like uh, in more recent years, a lot of people say this is where the series took a downturn. Yeah, it's uh, the 4, 5, and 6 are kind of like the lesser trilogy of the NES, or at least that's the way a lot of people look at it. Yeah, and I think we'll get into what our feelings on that here in just a moment. But I do want to also say that this game has been re-released like a bajillion times. Oh, I bet. It, most most of the old Mega Men's are, right? Yeah, it's on various collections. More recently, the Mega Man Legacy Collection 1, which is out for every system, uh, PC and now Switch as well. Wow. So there is infinite ways to play this right right 
So, Nick, what kind of game is Mega Man 4? It is a side-scrolling action platformer. And I think it's fair to say at this point that this is a Mega Man game. Yeah. I mean, that is its own genre. And by the fourth one, people were expecting one thing and one thing only for Mega Man. Or a set of things. Yeah, you knew what you were getting into here. And in this game, you can jump, and it is your very classic Mega Man jump. It feels just like it did in 3. Yeah, it's a very precise jump that I enjoy a lot. Yes, they kept also from 3 the ability to slide. Yep, another... uh step forward for the series yeah you just hold down and jump and then you slide that direction and you can turn around in the slide in this one i'm not sure if you could in the last one i i feel like you could but i think so i feel like the slide is also a little longer in this version maybe yeah but again that's just a feeling i have i have no (laughs) facts to to back this up could be more than a feeling now just like the previous versions when you jump in water you jump higher yep yep and uh pretty much your movement is all i think just feels like the Last game. Yeah, it's classic Mega Man. That's not a bad thing. No, not at all. But there is one big change to the series that starts right here. Yeah. And that is with the way you shoot. That's right. Now you have the Mega Buster, so you can charge up your pea shooter to shoot. uh, Well, it's like you have three projectiles. Yeah, yeah. You can either shoot your normal little pellet, rapid fire. If you hold it down for a moment, it you flash a little bit and Mm -hmm. you shoot out a much larger pellet. Yeah. And it's a bit stronger. Right, right. But if you hold it down even longer, Mega Man will flash multiple colors, and then you shoot out like a nice charged shot that is more of like a fireball or whatnot. Right, right. It's uh, stronger and will go through multiple enemies. And for a lot of people, this is uh, a, a huge annoyance. They say that, you know, it's so powerful that you come to rely on it more so than any of the special weapons. And that holding down that button all the time takes away from the soundtrack of the game because when you do hold it and when you're charging it up, it creates that kind of a wah, 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 wah yeah, noise. Yeah. It eats up one of your channels. It does. But I'm going to go on record uh, as saying that I did not find that to be true. Yeah, it didn't bug me that much, to be honest. Uh, I agree. Again, I didn't use it that often. And that's the thing. I did not use it that often either. I mean, it was not like some games where I'm holding it down all the time so that the next enemy I have can be charge shot. Right, right. Because so many of the enemies in this game don't need it. No. I, they just take the, one or two shots, and your normal fire is rapid enough in that three-bullet uh, little pattern to take out pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah. And most of the enemies that are tough enough to require more damage, you can just get, if you're less than half a screen away, you can just rapid fire. It's it's faster, easier to kill them anyways. Agreed. So that, I think, covers most of our movement here. Right, right. But... uh. Let's talk about the items, because I don't think there are any new items in this game. Not not really. You've got your classic, uh, I don't know, energy pellets. Yeah, yeah. You'll find small and large. Yep. Those refill your energy at different amounts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll have your energy, uh, what are those things called? The weapon capsules. You'll have the weapon capsules, and those are also small and large, and also refill your weapons. Yeah, whichever one you have equipped. Now, does this game refill your weapons after a... Uh, the, the first eight levels? Because it felt think, like it did. I think so. But it does not in the Cossack stages. Oh, not in between them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's also a little nicety that they've added. Yeah, yeah. In addition to those items, you're going to find one-ups, which is the classic Mega Man head. Decapitated Mega Man? And you start the game with three lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are no continues. Correct. Because you are given a password whenever you beat a level. Yeah, it's the... Now classic Mega Man grid system password. Yeah, and it keeps track of 
what boss you fought and what special items you may have gotten and any E-Tanks you have as well. Right, right. And then that brings us to our final item, which is the E-Tank. Yeah, and there seem to be more of these. Way more. <laughs> than I thought. Yeah, I mean, in fact, we'll get to it, but in the final boss, I was just like, whatever. I'll E-Tank away. Yeah. And... I, I ended up with like four or five, and that was after using a bunch towards the end of the game. Well, and uh, there is a another change, too, is that if you can collect, say, an E-Tank, uh-huh. if you die and continue, go back to that level, the E-Tank's back, even if you haven't used it, you know. Okay. So you can farm them, and you can go back to levels you've already cleared. Yes, because when you beat a level, you're also given the option of continuing or choosing a level. And if you hit continue, you restart that level. <laughs> yeah. yeah but there's no quick tricky. way to leave. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I did that on accident once or twice. I never thought about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. But yeah, I agree. There seem to be quite a few more E-Tanks spread around. Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily a complaint. So No, not at all. Now, in Mega Man 4, we once again are accompanied by our trusty robot dog, Rush. Rush is back. And what's nice is you start the game with Rush's coil ability. Yeah, the Rush coil. Uh, same as it was pretty much in uh, Mega Man 3. You jump on his back and a spring launches you high into the air. And it only takes up two, maybe three little bars of his energy. It's pretty cheap, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I use this whenever I want it. No hesitation. Yeah, absolutely. And then Rush also has uh, another repeat power from the last game, mm-hmm. and that is the Rush Jet. That's right. Although in this one, you can only move left and right. I don't remember if you could go up and down in the last. Uh, the last one, you had free movement. Okay. This one, you can angle it up a little, up or down, but it's not like you're not moving vertically like you used to be able to. So it did get uh, nerfed a little bit. And you received this at the end of a level. Yeah, at the end of the drill man stage. Okay. I barely used it at all. I used it just to skip certain parts. I didn't uh, feel like dealing only with Only at the very end during some of the jumping block puzzles. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So to round out Rush's abilities in this game, we also have Rush Marine. That's right. Your aquatic form, you get a little kind of submarine-ish uh, vehicle form. Right. And this kind of takes the place of the old Rush Jet, because when you're underwater in this, you can move in all directions. That's right. Um in Mega Man 3, you used to be able to hop out of the water and do these weird jumps, but you can't do that here anymore. I don't really think there's any reason or place to do that, so no, it doesn't no. matter. Uh, there, you use this maybe twice in the whole game anyways. So. Indeed, and I actually forgot I had it during probably the most useful part of where you would use it, so I didn't <laughs> use it that much at all. And you earn this by defeating Toad Man. All right, Toad Man. Now, I'll tell you what I did use a lot more, and that was Mega Man's two new, well, I don't know, abilities. yeah. Which harken back to the devices in Mega Man 2. Yeah, you've got, well, the balloon device, or adapter is what it's called here. The balloon adapter uh-huh. is uh, very similar to the item one device. And it is my MVP of the game. Yeah, for sure. You can use it to skip a lot of stuff if you don't feel like dealing with it. And I did. I, I yeah. used the heck out of this thing. Yeah, it, um, so it creates a little balloon platform that you can then jump on. Uh, it does kind of sag down a little when you land on it. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it, in general, it's moving up very slowly. Very slowly. And it's only there for a limited amount of time, a few seconds, but plenty of time to jump on and jump off again. Sure. And the big strategy with this is a lot of times you'll be using it to create a new set of stairs for you yeah. or back and forth platforms to jump through an area where you may not want to deal with, you know, enemies that are going up and down some ladders or right, things right. like that. Weird uh, platformings. But what makes these uh, adapters unique is that they are not gifted to you at the end of any level. 
That's right. They are hidden within the levels themselves. But not that well, because I found both of them without even trying. I, I found one without trying, but I, I didn't. Uh, I had to go back and find the, the wire. Okay. Which is our next adapter, the wire adapter. Poorly named because it's really just a grappling hook. Yeah. Uh, it shoots up vertically. Yes, but it's a little confusing on how you use this thing. Yeah, because you have to press up, right? You to have to look it. up. Yeah, which is a weird... We It's a, another animation for Mega Man. You get to see him looking up, and then you shoot it, and it will grapple onto a most, ceiling. Most surfaces. There are a few it will not grapple to. I, like, never used it, honestly. I use it a few times, actually, because there are, again, a few places where you can very easily bypass some really annoying enemies right I, by I'm, using it yeah yeah and does it, it it damages enemies if you shoot it right it does in fact there's a boss in the acoustic stages where you can use it if you want to attack it as well mm. but i it, i don't think it does as much damage as some of your special weapons so right i did not end up using that that feature of it at all gotcha but it does have a really cool little animation as it's like yeah, up yeah. to the ceiling and latches Towards the end, I was just trying to use it some spots just because to see it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, And one thing, I mean, all of these, you know, the rush items as well as these two adapters, you still retain your Mega Buster. You can still shoot while you are using them. Yeah, which is extremely handy. Yeah, as long as, you know, it'll it'll defer to the device when you're hitting your button. But when you have, like, like if you're on the rush jet, then you can shoot until the rush jet goes away. Yes. Kind of nice. But really, the big draw... And the reason you're listening to this segment is to hear about the new weapons that Mega Man can take from each of those robot masters. That's right. Delicious eight new weapons. And many of these are, you know, reminiscent of weapons we've seen before, but sometimes with a new trick or two up their sleeves. Yeah, there's a, you know, it's a, a spectrum of some weapons are pretty cool. Some of them are just meh, you know? Yeah. Um, well, of course, you start with the Mega Buster and we do, we've explained how that charge works. Familiar friend. Uh, and then I'm going to go through this list. I think it's probably uh, written in the order of most people's uh, boss fighting. Okay. And uh, next up we have the Rain Flush. Yeah, this is from Toad Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a full screen attack. Yes. You shoot like a little satellite or rocket something. Shoots up into the sky and then a few seconds later, I guess, acid rain or something is attacks or wounds or destroys all the enemies on the screen. Yes, and it is extremely handy for when there are enemies that are just out of reach or you just don't want to deal with in areas you're going to be approaching. Yeah, it's it's one of the weapons I wish I would have used more. I did retrospect. use it a lot. The only downside is it's not really good for quick combat because there is that lag between when you shoot up that projectile mm -hmm. and then when it comes down. Yeah. It can make it a little rough in certain boss fights if you're trying to use it or uh, against some of the mini bosses. Right, right. It's uh, it's one of the more expensive ones too, right? You get like five or six shots, yeah. I think. But again, it hits everything on the screen. So it's in nice. a lot of areas where you know, you know that you're going to have to deal with that whatever, just a little over the ridge and you can see it, you might want to just shoot this off and that thing's gone. You don't even have to worry about it. Man, I just, in retrospect, I can, I can already think of spots where I'm, I wish I would have use this but it's you know that's something that i think we've both realized in our play styles that's changed from our youth where we would hoard all of our special weapons yeah yeah um but as i get older and realize that you can't take it with you <laughs> they're all going to be refilled at the end of the level or you're going to encounter a whole lot of these refills as you go along that's true why not use these fun things as you make your way through the levels yeah it's it's foolish really uh, because, you know, we did not mention that to change to these special weapons, you always hit your start button. Yeah, it brings up your pause menu, mm -hmm. displaying your special weapons, E-tanks, etc. 
and thankfully it's all on one page again yeah that's that's nice so you don't have to go to a second page and yeah. uh they're you know pretty easy to understand what's what yeah next up a lot of people will find themselves in possession of the flash stopper this is from old bright man mm-hmm. and it is very reminiscent of the time stopper in games of yore. Yeah, this except better. Way better. Yeah, because this will stop time for a few seconds during which you can now shoot. Yes, which is the key in- ingredient to this one. Well, and you don't consume your whole meter of energy every time you use it like the old one. Yeah, once that uh, chunk of time has been used up that has frozen everyone, if you hit your attack button again, it'll freeze time. Yeah. And, and then you can go back to shooting your Mega Buster. Pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Um. I really only use this during the boss fight where you need it. Yeah, there there were a few times in levels where I would use it to just run by some guys, enemies. Mm-hmm. But, meh, I mean, I really like it, so I wish I would have used it more. The enemies I would have liked to use it the most on were those horrible uh, ladder munchers. Right, yeah. But this game does retain one problem from the others, and is that if you change weapons while on a ladder, you fall. Yep, you got to be ready, holding up. Yeah, so it can be a little dicey there. Yeah, you have to always keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah, and I did not, sadly. And then next up, we have the Pharaoh shot. The Pharaoh shot. This was my MVP. Yeah, I, I, it was not mine because I, I didn't realize how to use it properly. I until well, until way later than I should have. It has uh, several properties. First of all, you get it from the Pharaoh Man, mm-hmm. and uh, it has it generates like a pink ball above your head. Well, that's if only you charge. if you hold it down. Yeah. If you just tap it, it just shoots out a projectile, not unlike your Mega Buster. Right, right. But when you charge it up, it generates a, a fireball or something above your head that will float there until you release the button and it will shoot off. Now, what makes this doubly great is that while it's above your head, anything that runs into it does get hurt by it. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty nice. And then, again, then you can shoot it off as a strong projectile. It's really useful for... A lot of the weird enemies that attack you from above or falling things, you can just kill them before they get you. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I really wish I would have realized that until the very end of the game. Now, something I did not explore as much because I didn't realize it till the end is that it's also kind of targetable. Have you seen where you can yeah. shoot it like diagonally? And you can stuff? shoot diagonals with it, which I also figured out in the final final boss yeah, fight. I, I, since I was always charging it up anyways, I... I didn't experiment it with much, but I, I feel like there are certain areas where being able to shoot on a diagonal would make certain areas really easy. Yeah, I agree. After that, we have the Ring Boomerang. From Ring Man. And I use this one quite a bit. It's one I, I wish I would have uh, because it's, I feel like it's the closest you get to one of your Metal it's Blade. Metal Blade or Quick Boomerang. The type weapon where, it, you know, it shoots out a large like chakram ring looking thing. Uh, and it does do the double hit. So if it goes through something... It has enough time to hit it more than once, or a creature. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's got more range than the Quick Boomerang as mm-hmm. well. But like the Quick Boomerang and the Metal Blade, it does not use very much uh, energy at all. Yeah, nice, uh, cheap, and efficient. And I really use this one a lot on mini-bosses. Okay, yeah. There's. I mean, I used it for certain bosses, but it's one of the better, more utilitarian weapons. Yeah, in- indeed. Following that, we have the Dust Crusher. Which, come on, should have been the Dust Buster. I think that's trademarked. (laughs) Slightly. Mm. Well, I'm going to release the Dust Crusher. You should. Take the whole market. But just saying that really doesn't explain what this is at all. No, it's uh, you shoot a piece of junk. I don't know. Some dust scrap out. Correct. And then it will 
when it hits something, it will detonate and explode into four small projectiles that will move diagonally out. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, this one is, I think, one of the stronger weapons in the game. I could see that. I really only used it against bosses, though. Yeah, because it does use a lot of energy with each shot. Sure, yeah. And then we have uh, the Skull Barrier. Yeah, this is Skull Man's take on the Leaf Shield, kind of. Yes. But with some uh, important differences, where you can now move with it when it's activated. Very nice. But and you can even activate it like while you're jumping. Yeah, but when it hits something, it then disappears. So you have to kind of, it's, it's weird, you have to bring it back up again. Yes. So it's kind of weird to use. But you do not shoot it off. No, it, it, it just, is just a barrier. Yeah, which is all right, I guess. I only use it for the boss fights. Same here. Um, in retrospect, I probably should have used it more on ladders, but I did not. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then getting close to the end, we have the dive missile. Acquired from Dive Man, who looks like a submarine. Yes, and the Dive Missile is a homing missile. It's, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. It's a pretty cheap weapon. Yeah, I use this a, a fair bit as well. I would This is one of the ones with the ring I would try on many bosses to see okay. what worked. Yeah, yeah. But it is not like a hard-seeking missile. It does have kind of a, a wide, meandering arc. Yeah, it's not like as fast and, you know, like, say the Magnet Missile would really zip to it. You know, mm -hmm. zap straight to it, but this, uh, not so much. No, but it will go through floors and okay. through walls. Cool. And then rounding out the big eight is the final weapon, the drill bomb. Yeah, which at first glance seems just like the crash bomb. Because it is like a big thing you shoot out, and when it hits a wall, it explodes. That's right. But it will also destroy specific walls, not yep. unlike the crash bomb. Yep, yep. But there is a new feature. That's right. You can now detonate it mid-shot by pressing the a fire button again. Yeah, which is pretty cool because there are certain surfaces that will deflect it and it will not hurt them. Right, right. But if you explode it near that, you can maybe do a little more damage. Yeah, this, uh, this is a weapon that is pretty strong and it's actually cheaper than, say, the crash bomb. You know, mm -hmm. you get way more than like the six or seven shots you used to get. So it's, it's pretty cool in that way, but I, I still didn't use it that much. Yeah, only on bosses for the most part or those walls that right. you need to get through to get those uh, plentiful E-tanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And while that may be it for weapons, there is one more new feature in this game I'd like to talk about. Okay. And that is a little friend that you'll see in many future versions of the game. And that is Flip Top. Yeah, Flip Top is here to help. And he's a little tiny red robot that's kind of like a garbage can. Yeah. And he runs up to you, his lid pops open, and out comes a random item. That's right. So you never know what you're going to get. That's right. Sometimes it's energy pellets. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's one-ups. Yeah. I've gotten energy tanks from him. Oh, you really? Yeah. It's. I was, I was very pleased. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Uh, you can kind of, if you don't take the item and leave the screen and come back, he'll do it again. So you can kind of farmish, oh. look for items. I, I didn't know that till after I played the game, so I didn't take advantage of it. But yeah, sometimes you will just get an E-Tank bonus. That is quite the bonus. Well, Nick, this is Capcom. This is the cornerstone of their gaming uh, whatever. Brand? Brand, Pantheon, <laughs> Hall, either way. This is yes. an important series to them. Please tell me they actually spent some time and effort on the manual for Capcom's Mega Man 4. Um, no. 
I won't. Because oh. this is a, it's not a necessarily a very bad instruction manual, but uh-huh. it is very brief. Like they, it's 18 pages, but half of that is not even content. Like, oh, what? It's table of contents, how to use the game pack, stuff at the end, like note, like all these things. Don't leave look, this in the sun, that kind of yeah. deal. Um, so yeah, like, do you, you get any of that good, goofy, bubbly Mega Man artwork? Uh, you do get some, there's one page that has pictures of all the boss robot masters. Okay. But that is the only art in it. Oh, there We're are not screenshots. Dr. Cossack? No, you do get, uh, the story is one page. It's a letter basically where <laughs> Dr. Cossack says, I'm tired of being overlooked. My robots are better. So I've sent eight of them to, from my Siberian Citadel to attack Mega Man to, to prove me right. Mm. And that's it. Wow. Uh, you know, it goes through the brief items and kind of introduces the balloon and wire very briefly, but okay. moves on. You get, to, you, get a, you get a note page, an ad for a tailspin. Okay, well, at least the note page is there, although if it's what I'm thinking, there's probably not enough room to really write that many passwords on it. No, there's not. <laughs> is it just one page? Yeah, it's just one page with some lines. So. Oh. I mean, I guess you could write down the coordinates, you know, instead of the grid, but mm-hmm. either way. It's very to the point, but... I'm sure they realize that if you're playing this, you probably know what you're getting into with Mega Man. You know how it works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess uh, I will have to give them a little bit of credit for OneNotes page, but (laughs) I am disappointed in the lack of artwork. And in general, this one, you can pass up. You probably already know everything you need to know. Fair enough. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Mega Man 4? I Very little. I know I played it. I think I rented it once. I did not beat it. I remember that. I, I think it was the last one I ever played on the NES. Yeah, I have a vague memory of playing this, but again, I have no recollection of how I did. Right. Yeah, I I have a suspicion that it was rented along with another game that mm-hmm. overshadowed it by that point. Or and then, uh, you know, as time went on, I think I fell victim the whole theory of four being the beginning of the end. So it's not one I ever really revisited much. Right. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Uh, and, Two and three is where we spent the bulk of our playtime. Well, and this is creeping up on Super NES territory, so time-wise, so I probably wasn't spending a lot of energy trying to play NES games, unfortunately. Yeah, same here. Well, then what was your more recent experience with this game, Nick? Um, I beat this game. Played it about five times. Okay. Well, I also beat this game. Um, I played it around the same number of times. But what's interesting is I played this entirely in handheld mode on my Switch. Okay, nice. I played it on the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Okay. I recently got to go on a very small trip to Chicago. Yeah. Special shout out to the Galloping Ghost Arcade. If you're in the Chicagoland area, you need to check out this arcade. It has literally hundreds and hundreds of machines. Top notch. But uh, I also needed to play this game, so I purchased it as a digital copy. and. What's interesting about this collection is that it has the rewind feature that I so loved in yeah, yeah. you know whatever game we played on the Sega classics. And I abused the crap out of it. <laughs> I mean, not insanely, but it was very useful for, you know, I missed that one little jump. Or, yeah, let's see what weapon works the best here. Right, right. Uh, and then in addition to that, a lot of you are saying, but Eric, how did you deal with using a C-stick or one of the, <laughs> the, the four buttons on the left? Well, I didn't because... It's another little pro tip for everyone out there is that Hori has a a special left Joy-Con that you can buy. It's actually fairly cheap. It's in stores right now for 20 bucks or less. It does not do any mobile stuff. It's only if it's slid into the unit 
Okay. But it replaces the four buttons with a D-pad. Oh, nice. And it's a pretty nice D-pad. I mean, I played through the entire game with it. Cool. So uh, those are my caveats. <laughs> I did play it in handheld mode with the rewind feature, but it was great. Uh, you know, the sound headphones on, rocking and rolling. I, I really enjoyed my time with it. And uh, I will say that I was surprised by that little trick ending. Oh, yeah. So I thought I was done, uh, and then I had a little more time to play. Nice. Yeah, I... Since I did not remember anything really from this, I decided that I was not going to look at anything and try to puzzle my way through it on my own. I did that for the first day I played. I did for very a, a poorly, bit, but because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say the bosses in this are fairly hard if you don't have the right weapon. Yeah, some yeah, um, and uh, but I also I was able to beat it without. Uh, I didn't use any cheats or save states actually. Nice. So I did it au natural. Great. Now make me feel better. <laughs> But my one question is, did you actually use your passwords? Um, no, I didn't. I did save state there. But gotcha. <laughs> instead of entering them, I, even though I've, in the past, talked about how little time it takes to record and use your passwords. Well, I got you beat on that I one. still because, don't use them. <laughs> uh, the, the Legacy Collection, while it does have that very nice rewind feature, it does not have any save states in it. Okay. So. Actually had to use you the actually, I actually had to use the password because, you know, uh, other people wanted to use the switch so right right therefore i had to get that password well i'm not gonna lie i didn't write it down i just took a picture of it with my phone there you go but so it's the modern way to go i will say this uh the password music is horrible uh it's a seven second loop it's really rough yeah which is kind of a shame for the Mega Man franchise yeah well here we are in the general chat portion of our show and i would just like to start by saying that the Mega Buster hate is very highly over overrated. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I mean, you don't have to use it. So if you don't like it, just avoid it. I don't well, know. And the fact that people say it's way too overpowered for a lot of bosses, I don't know what game they're playing because the time it takes to charge that thing up Yeah. and the delay on when you shoot it, because I don't know if we went over that in great specifics, but there is a slight delay on the supercharged shot. Right, right. I found it way harder to use on bosses than any of the so-called you know preferred weapons against them oh yeah and at least from what i had read i saw that supposedly it is as strong as three shots okay so that's not that much i don't know it's exactly and if you are close to an enemy and you've got the gaming thumb you're getting off more than three shots in that period of time that it charges up hands down definitely or you know if you're using rapid fire controller that makes it almost useless right so you know and then to the next point a lot of people say that this is where things start to become a little stale. And I'm going to fight against that as well, because I thought that the level designs were kind of inspired. I liked the fact that there were some little tricks in the levels of splits or, you know, alternative places to go to find yeah. these new power-ups. You do get a little dash of some exploration there. And, I mean, for me, the week, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of torn because it's like, I was not surprised when you told me that all of the bosses were user or entries in a contest right because uh that i think is probably the biggest weak point because none of the they're not really it's like ring man what is what is that you know uh, he's, he's got a cool weapon he actually looks pretty cool but it's the the concept behind it you know maybe if we were could read japanese you know they get a little more out of each character so mm -hmm. their names might have been better you know perhaps there's some sort of really cool pun involved but it's like like i said i, I tried to i blundered my way through to find the the weaknesses on my own and you know it's not like other ones where well heat man ice okay i know how this is going to work out you can right. kind of assume a few you know but here not really and 
to that point, this really gets further and further away from that whole concept of these robots being designed for something other than fighting. Right, right. Which, I mean, I guess fits with the story because he's just trying to beat Mega Man. But yeah. at the same time, well, why did you build a Toad Man then? What's the... <laughs> But uh, to that same point, I do like the introduction of Dr. Cossack. Yeah. You know, instead of having Dr. Wily there the whole time, you've got him. He's got an interesting, uh, you know, sprite. And you get like that cool uh, Russian version of the Mega Man music at one point, which I did like. Yeah. And it's just a way to freshen up, you know, if nothing else than graphically, you get some new environments and stuff out of it. Now, to go back to the Mega Buster hate, I also did not find it to be highly annoying when it was charged. Yeah, me either. I didn't notice it. I mean, I didn't use it that much, so maybe that's part of it. But I mean... And then going back to the music, while it does not have any of the straight up uh, classics of two, I think it is very good. And never does it get too annoying or repetitive unless you're at that the password Passwords. yeah that one's rough but it does it definitely has a different feel than the previous series um like the the percussion the the drum beats are way more intense like there's way more going on in that you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not as nakedly poppy uh sometimes like specifically the final battle music is awesome it's it's like metal like it's yeah really sweet agreed now that is another real big bonus feature if you do find yourself in possession of the legacy collection mm-hmm. one is it does have a soundtrack mode where you can just go through the soundtracks for every game. Oh, nice. That is cool. Now, as far as graphics are concerned, this keeps up the same general aesthetic of Mega Man, which I am a huge fan of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the backgrounds, actually, I really liked in this game. Like yeah. Toad Man, like the the way those like stone bricks in the background look, It's it looks way better than I was expecting. That and... Some things are really inspired, like, you know, the fact they went back and redid that Skullman stage. I'm glad because <laughs> robot skeletons in the background in the fossilized earth is something I didn't know I wanted. Yeah, yeah. He's like a robot archaeologist, I guess. I guess. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, there are plenty of reoccurring enemies in this game, things that come back. Uh, even my, you know, least favorite enemy in the Mega Man franchise, good old Met. Oh, yeah. The Mets are back. Yeah. But there are some new enemies as well, and I felt like, and for the most part, I really liked them. They they were an interesting new take on some familiar Mega Man themes. Well, with the exception of the Met Tools, it's a yeah. lot of like, they're like, the bubble bats are slightly different. They look different. It looks like, you know, as in the story, Dr. Cossack built some robots like Dr. Wily's or, you know. Right. So, and a lot of them are animal inspired, which is cool, I guess. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, and then you even have some concepts that are borrowed from other games, like, you know, the skeleton robot that when you attack it, it falls apart Ugh. and then reforms. The most hated one. I didn't know this playing, but apparently. Oh, yeah. I, I figured it about halfway through it felt dumb. If you, if you, they can be actually destroyed by a fully charged mega bruster. So. Yeah man because they're, they're they're real quick to get back up yeah and then they're in some tough spots especially at the end in the cossack levels like i wasted rush jet stuff I, I was like i don't know how to get through here i'm just flying over i i, I give up because i gave up i you know i thought castlevania style those guys are indestructible but they're not so you know charge up that mega buster i think we also get a new variety of mini bosses in this game that act very similar to the old ones but are always impressive in this the scale of the sprites yeah, and I like that most for the most part, you don't get a ton of bosses that are just the big background screen that you you know what I mean? Like Correct. there's something different. I was expecting more of it actually and was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and then the actual robot masters in this game, I thought were harder than 
either of the previous two. Some of them definitely, but I my first play was me losing, like barely getting to, and then losing to like four or five bosses. Till Same here. Finally, Pharaoh Man was the first one I could beat. I, yeah. I think him and Toad Man seemed to be the easiest. I think you could start there. Yeah, and I think I made the mistake of starting with Skull Man, and he has just, <laughs> uh, he is hard. And there's a couple of them that even if you have the correct weapon for, they are very hard. Like, you have to be on your movement at all times because... Yeah. Ring Man stuff? Yeah, I mean, they, for most of them, just touching them is like a third of your life is gone or a quarter. Your, yeah, your contact damage is very high in this game, I noticed. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. So you really have to be on the ball with jumping above and sliding below and really be aware of all that. And I think that's a good thing, though, because I felt like in the other ones, once you knew what was the weakness of that boss, Mm -hmm. the boss was almost nothing. Right, right. So I do like that added challenge of you actually have to play against it now and use that weapon, not just, oh, I know I can use the boomerang and he's going to die in five shots. There are two, I think, that are... In that vein? Well, it's, I mean, the thing with the bosses I like is that they all have, while they're easily identifiable pattern-wise, they're, they're pretty, they're still tough. You know what I mean? Correct. So it feels fair. Like, oh, yeah. You, you can tell what they're going to do. You just have to react right. And Hence know. Ringman. I mean, Ringman, <laughs> that boss fight is pure, like, reaction. It is amazing. Uh, it's, yeah. He's, he's, he's by far the toughest. I Right up there, yeah. Even more so than the, the special weapons, the energy tank. Uh, abundance frequency yes uh it's it allows you to you can really push through and if especially if you decide like i'm just going to get nine of these or you know oh yeah by going through these levels again you you can totally do it and that that will pull you through just about anything right and you know to that point when we did the i'm sorry to spoil it for you but you're gonna have to fight all the bosses again (laughs) before the end of the game in one big rush but in previous games when i would fight the eight bosses again the energy they dropped would be enough to sustain me right right from the entire ordeal i had to use at least two energy tanks oh yeah if you run out of your energy for the appropriate weapon then then it becomes a real energy tank pit i i lost a lot of i I think i might have used two energy tanks just fighting bright man because i ran out of the toad thing like yeah and not only uh in that circumstance but just certain enemies i just there was no way for me to defeat them without losing over half my health yeah, yeah, it's it's tough, man, in in its ways. Which is, I think, you know, the reason why they give you so many energy tanks. Right, right. And the ability to go back and get them, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I didn't feel yeah. the need to. No, no, yeah, me either, but I it, I like knowing it's there. And I like the fact that if you didn't get the, um, whatever those new special things are. Oh, the wire and balloon, the yeah, adapters? Adapters, that you could go back and get them as well. Yeah, I think that was the main thing. Like, I had to take advantage of it, and I like that... You know, and those adapters are cool because they're not specifically designed for one task or right situation. Like, they're just bonus things you can use at other situations you could solve otherwise. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy that in a game, especially when it allows me to just cheese my way past things I don't want to deal <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. It is a nice quality of life issue for sure. Sure, and this another thing about Mega Man 4 that I enjoy is there's some... Neat little ideas, like certain platforming type things, like the, like in, I think, Bright Man, where he has those, like, rainbow platforms oh, oh, that disappear. Light bridges, yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Um, or those weird ones that, I think it's in the Cossack level, where they fall upwards when you jump on them, kind of. Yes, yes. It's not something that's particularly hard. It was just, 
kind of interesting and new to me. Yeah, it's great that it shows that they are trying new things in these levels. They're not just relying on the standard Mega Man tropes of right, right, disappearing blocks or oh, are these going to crumble away or fall? Like we've seen that in millions of games, but these are uh, you know just something new. So you know, oh, the other on that. The other really uh, interesting new block I liked was the one that had the rotating spikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's a set of spikes going you know, left and right, and then it'll flash, and then it'll change to up and down. Yeah, that's a cool cool little idea. Yeah, there's so many of these that, you know, I'm not going to lie, I didn't play uh, five or six. I'm hoping we get to see more itinerations and more changes as it goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Right, here we are in the level by level portion of our show. And you know, being a Mega Man game, we do have to go through every single level. We may not go through each point of it, but these are some pretty cool levels, so we're, there's a lot we're going to have to touch on. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we're going to get to the boss at the end of each level and how you defeat that boss and our tactics for it. Absolutely. So let's start with, well, that's the the key to a Mega Man game. You can start with any level you want. Yeah, um the Classic, the best order, the optimum order, probably starts with Toad Man. Yeah. Um, as I blundered around when I was playing, I had lost, for some reason I thought Ring Man would be the guy to start with. Didn't work out that way. And then I kind of worked my way around the cycle. And did you did you end up at Toad Man? Uh, eventually, yeah. The first guy I beat was Pharaoh Man, but after that I went back and fought, I think I beat Toad Man next. So those are the two that, is, to me, uh, the level seemed the easiest and the bosses were doable with the Mega Buster. So I followed the internet's advice and started with Toad Man, and so shall we. Excellent. And Toad Man's level is a kind of a water level. Yeah, you kind of start off, you're, I guess, above ground. There's, it's raining, and you have some wind, so that's what you're up against here. Now, what's interesting is it's not pushing you back all of the time. It's only when you jump. Yeah, so it does, it, it can trick you. I had quite a few pit deaths here right away because you really have to there's certain jumps that you really got to lead off as much as you can yeah you have to be on the very very edge just pixel perfect in some some of the worst cases sure yeah um along the way you'll see these uh there were those robot birds where there's a large one with three small ones behind it yeah not like the birds that drop the eggs this is a one big bird and three babies behind it and the three babies will dive bomb you yeah, they can be tough to get by without taking any damage, but a well-timed Mega Buster will take care of that. Now, I did not find them to be the uh, item boon that the previous mentioned right. egg birds were. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. And I really wanted them to be. Yeah, I wanted, I want the items. But here you'll head to the right and then eventually head down. Into like the sewers. Yeah, you got some pipes and stuff. And here you're going to be, there's moving water, so it will be pushing you. Yes, um, there's going to be some mouse creatures you fight. Little robo mice. They're uh, super cute. Yep. And then there are some waterfalls coming down, and those will also uh, restrict your jump. Yeah, which is pretty cool because I feel like in other games, typically, you know, you do have the waterfall hits a platform and goes left and right. So, of course, depending on where you're standing, you're going to get pushed left or right. But mm-hmm. when you're under the waterfall, you your jump is restricted. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, it caught me off guard, I'm not going to lie, at one point. Yeah, and I mean, it's not really a tough section, so it's not it's not anything to worry about too much. There are also uh, those uh, little blob bots that look like, they look similar to the, what is that, Mega Man X? You know what I'm talking about? The oh, mini yeah. boss, the big water mm-hmm. glob thing, but it's got a little red eye inside, I guess. So. But this level has a lot of uh, 
areas you're going to fall down, jump through. Yeah, yeah. As you uh, fall down here, you can fight one of the large, the snail bots. Yeah, that's one of the classic mini bosses. And these mini bosses look great. Yeah. Um, this one will, you can only shoot it in the eyes when they're open. It will shoot them off sometimes. Yeah. And it also shoots like a bubble out mm -hmm. at like an arc. Yeah. This... I found this one to be a little hard because when it shoots those eyes out, it's it it's right at you. And I don't have a lot of time to react. If um, This is one of the things that if you can just get real close and hammer on that button, you jump up and blast them. You can kill them really quick with, or with, say, a rapid fire mm -hmm. I was using. So <laughs> I was trying to do the charge shot because, you know, it was new mm -hmm. to me, first level. I got you, yeah. I can see where the rapid fire would be a much better way to go. I think so. Once you've destroyed it, though, you know, you don't have much level left. You do have a brief water area. Mm-hmm. And there are these fish bots that will jump out of the water at you. Yeah, because there's a path you can take above the water as well. Um, and you have to at one point because there is some uh, spikes at the bottom, one-hit kill spikes. Right, right. Now, these fish are more of a test of patience because if you just try to run through and jump like you think you will, they'll probably hit you and knock you off. You just have to wait for them to spawn yeah. and then jump and then go. Yep. In fact, that's kind of a, a, a trend in this game. There's a lot of enemies that you know, you'll think you just need to outrun. But in turn, you have to wait on. I think that's that's kind of a Mega Man thing, too, where they try to trick you into doing stuff. That, you know, they know what you think you're supposed to do mm -hmm. the first time you see it, and they trick you. But once you get through that water area, you are into the double doors that let you know you're at the boss. It's showtime with Toad Man. And Toad Man. Well, I'm not sure exactly what all he does, because I was lucky enough to, both times, really get him into this jumping pattern. Yeah. Uh, Which is, I think, maybe the only way to defeat him. I don't know. Uh, he's I, well, The first time I fought him, I uh, actually died because I didn't know what I was doing, really. And uh -huh. if he gets that rain flush I was going to say, does he do the bubble rain just like you do? Yeah, he does it. And it will hit you no matter what. It does damage. It's, it's unavoidable. So that's right. kind of rough. But, but <laughs> if you hit him, you can stop the animation of him launching it. Yeah, he has a little, you know, he's kind of a cool-looking uh, robot design, too. He's kind of like Air Man, where he has a, a large body with no separate head, really. Mm -hmm. And he has, in his stomach, he, he has a little yellow section that will glow right before he shoots his rain flush. Mm -hmm. And when you see that, if you shoot him, it'll stop his stop him from doing it, and then he'll typically jump. And he's got a big toe jump, you know, so it's a nice high arc. Yeah. And, and you, it gives you plenty of time to slide under. Yeah, or sometimes you don't even have to slide, just walk a little bit, and he'll just... Most of the time when I would fight him after I figured out what I was doing, it's just shoot him. Even with the uh, Mega Buster, shoot him. He jumps over you, turn around, shoot him, and, and just do that. Back and forth. You just don't want to give him any extra time to launch off that projectile. Yeah, he's truly the easiest boss, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you beat him. And then you are treated to a new little Mega Man power-up scene. You get anime-looking Mega Man head that turns around and, you know, it tells you what your weapon... It gets to the profile of Mega Man, the helmet color changes, yeah, and it tells yeah. you what new weapon you have received. That's right. And you also get the uh, Rush Marine here. Yes. So it's nice to grab that right away. Yeah, for all the times you'll probably never use it. <laughs> Hot dog. And then you can, as I said, choose to go back through the level or choose your next level. And as you may have seen in the title, we are splitting this into two episodes. I know what you're saying, but you made Mega Man 2 and 3 one episode. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> we, we're going to go back and redo 2 at some point because, man, there's no way we really covered that game well in one hour. 
And well, Mega Man 3 was almost two hours, so we're playing it safe this time. Yeah, so uh, apologies if you thought we were going to get through the whole game today. But don't worry, we will finish up next week. We have so many more cool levels to go through, bosses to fight, and, well, spoiler alert, more of the in-game stages than you may expect. That's true. So next week's game will continue to be Mega Man 4. And, and as we've mentioned, there are a million ways to play this game. So if you haven't yet, hopefully you have been inspired. You don't think it's going to ruin you with that Mega Buster. <laughs> Grab a copy of this game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. And you can let us know how you feel about the inclusion of the Mega Buster, controversial or not. Hit us up at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll read it and get back to you. Or you can uh, check us out on the Facebook at Cartridge Command, where we post about new episodes or very, very uh, sporadically other content, like a picture of the Galloping Ghost Arcade. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe also on the Twitter, where we let you know when new shows drop as well. We are Cart Command there. But the best way to find out is just by subscribing to the show and getting it whenever it appears. Yeah, you should get them always. Always. Uh, we are on everything that makes a podcast happen. So it should be easy to recommend this to your friends if they do like podcasts and old games. Yeah. We'd really appreciate it. But it's those folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command that make this show physically possible. They're all great. They're they're the flip tops throwing us the extra men, the E-tanks. Yeah. And if it wasn't for all those wonderful E-tanks, we may not have the money to host the show or drive across the great state of Ohio to report it. <laughs> but... Because of you guys and gals, we do, and we appreciate it so, so much. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! And baby, do 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 do.